guys, welcome to the number 164 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. Today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. Today we are going to be recapping the Wizards at Pistons game and previewing the Wizards versus Warriors game coming up tonight. We have a lot to break down. Hope you guys do enjoy this episode. If you do subscribe, follow, share, review. Again, we have so much to break down, so I'm just going to get into this right now. And let me just tell you this, guys. This is going, uh, the Warriors game tonight is going to be a close game. I know it kind of spoils my prediction. It will be a close game, so stay tuned for that. But we're first going to start off with the Wizards-Pistons recap. Because how can you talk about a game coming up if you don't know what happened in the past? That's just me personally. So, a shocking move, seeing how Neto not play. In the game, yes, and you heard me correctly. Hearing Howell not play in the game. Now, he is projected to start tonight, but he has not been playing great recently, and so playing Ish Smith and Tomas Sadoransky as the guards did not surprise me. But the Wizards, uh, it was really a close game early. I mean, the Wizards took a, a pretty manageable lead. Then, uh, a really manageable, like, 16, 17-point lead. Then the Pistons came all the way back. And, and that's been an issue with the Wizards is, luckily, they, they were able to win this game. But they really had troubles being trouble being able to hold leads. Now, you guys were probably thinking, and that when I said suggested that Marvin Bagley should be traded to the Wizards, you're like, Chase, why would he do that? He's only disappointed in his career. Well, this game showed that he still has a lot of potential. 25 points, 5 rebounds, 2 steals, 1 block. He was really playing great in the paint. Him and Porzingis were really good. But I think, honestly, the main difference was both teams are pretty similar for the field. The Wizards won. They, the Pistons barely wanted the free throw line, but the Wizards still shot 90.5% from that free throw line. But when it comes to the Pistons, the Wizards actually had a good 3-point defense. The Pistons weren't just missing shots uh, from 3. The Wizards were really guarding the 3-point shot, which is really impressive to see because they've had trouble doing that this year, forcing the Pistons to only 18.8% from 3. And I think it's really good to see that. Now, there are also a lot of positives in this game, right? With Daniel Gafford out, uh, you needed a big guy to step up. They played Thomas Bryant a little bit. He played pretty decent. But Anthony Gill, plus 9. Right, four points, five rebounds, a block, a good efficiency, good defense. But most importantly, but outside of Christoph Porzingis, the player of the game, Denny Avdia. 21 points, 10 rebounds, four assists, one block. And while the efficiency doesn't look great from the field, he was really showing his value as a player. He had a straight, he shot three of seven for three. Again, the field goal percentage isn't that great. But. He was going on stretches that the Wizards really needed. When the Wizards were playing well, Denny Avdia was playing well. And that's a key factor. Denny Avdia has just gotten so much better at all aspects of his game. He And I'm telling you, I think that has maybe has to do with Russ Onslow Jr. I mean, and I'm going to get into Ruby Hodge more in a second. These young guys are developing really well under Russ Onslow Jr. if Onslow Jr. gives them the right opportunity. He's playing Avdia 32 minutes a game as a guy that's not a starter. Right, he's playing Hachimura as he has confidence in playing Hachimura down the stretch. Right, Anthony Gill, he has confidence playing Anthony Gill. West Unsold Jr. has developed a lot of these young guys, like Ruby Hachimura, for example. In this game, not great efficiency, but still pretty good. Eleven points, five rebounds, and assists. Um, he he was he was playing great in stretches where the Wizards were great as well. And then Corey Kispert, now that he's got the opportunity to be a starter, he's been much better. Didn't really prove it in this game. But in general, I think West Lonzo Jr. has really made a big impact in a great way for the Wizards when it comes to development. Because 
Anthony Gale was not playing like this last season. He just wasn't. He would. He was one of the guys that would that would come on that would come on the floor when the game was a blowout for either side. So, and now Anthony Gill was playing big time minutes. He was playing minutes down the stretch for the Wizards and do and playing those minutes well. The Wizards are just. I, I, this is really promising. And then most importantly, uh, for their still a young guy, to, uh, their twenty six year old Kristaps Porzingis to put up thirty points, ten rebounds, three assists, two steals, and two blocks. Easily a career game and a, amazing efficiency as well. This game, though, I think really showed what the Wizards could do in the future, right? Good games for Porzingis, young guys having good games. This game really showed what the Wizards are going to be next season. Or, again, obviously, again, it's against the Pistons, but assuming Bradley Beal resigns and knowing that Hachimura, Kisper, Avdia, and Porzingis, these young guys, and Gil continue to get better. I think the Wizards should have a lot of confidence in their team on how they've been playing recently. And again, the blowing leads part, that has to change. I mean, they can't do that anymore because it it nearly cost them games. But I think being able to have confidence in all these guys is great. Like, you know, Porzingis being able to take the final shot from the mid-range. He's a big guy. You can have confidence in him taking the mid-range shot. Rui Hachimura, I said, would be the Wizards' most improved player, most surprising player, I forget what it was, on my second half of the season prediction. And I said he would improve his three-point game. He didn't do good in this in this time, but I said at the beginning of the year that he would probably, or maybe it was the halfway point, I forget, he would jump up about 4% in his, in his three, uh, three-point percentage. He has jumped up 3% in, in the three-point percentage. All of these young guys are developing at the right pace and continuing to have more trust under Wesselson Jr. And I think it's definitely showing a lot more promising sides for this team so i real i was re- it was really fun watching this game and while the wizard Jets could shoot a little better from the field and from the three-point line i think in general i saw a lot of promising things from this game that i haven't seen a lot recently with the consistency of how this team has been winning so uh easily uh, a fun game again a lot of things they could improve on but also a lot of things that they have improved on like raise your hand if you could have told if, if you said if I could have said at the beginning of the season that Denny Avdia could put up 21 and play great defense off the bench. I wouldn't have raised my hand. But they're continuing to prove me, uh, to prove all of their doubters wrong, continuing to improve their weaknesses. Real quick, reacting to the fantasy points, I had Kristaps Porzingis getting 40 to 50 fantasy points. He got 59. I had Kate Cunningham getting 30 to 35 fantasy points. He got 47. I had Sadiq Bey getting 30 to 35 fantasy points. He got 17. And I had Ruby Hachimura getting 25 to 30 fantasy points. He got 15. But again, a great game for the Wizards. And I'm very excited for this game. I think it's honestly because Steph Curry is out and the Wizards have a chance to beat the Warriors. I'm wearing one of my two Bradley Beal jerseys right now. Let's go. Let's get into this. Let's go. All right, we need to start off with the injuries. I just mentioned Curry's out for the Warriors. So is James Wiseman and so is Andre Iguodala. For the Washington Wizards, Bradley Beal is still out. Vernon Carey is still out. And Kyle Kuzma is still out. And the Wizards, Hachimura's been honestly stepping up in that role, you know, uh, to replace Kuzma. And Daniel Gafford is injured, but it looks like he will be playing in this game. He is probable, uh, probable is his status. Probable starters for the Wizards is Howell Neto, Corey Kispert, Catavius Cuddlewell, Pope Ruby Hachimura, and Kristaps Porzingis. For the Warriors, Jordan Poole, Clay Thompson, Andrew Riggins, Jonathan Kaminga, and Draymond Green. Now, I said that I think they have a chance to win. Do I think they will win? Absolutely. 
107 to 103 win for the Wizards, starting off with my Coburn's catch. The Wizards will win because of being able to pick apart mismatches due to Golden State's injuries. Ishmith had 17 points a couple of nights ago, and Tomas Sadoransky has closed games and started games recently for Washington. With Curry out, those point guards will have much will have a much easier job on offense and especially on defense. This also takes away depth for the Warriors since Jordan Poole will now be that starting point guard. The Wizards will just win this one because of picking apart mismatches. Now get into another mismatch they will pick apart later today. Moving on to spread time. Wizards plus seven, Warriors minus seven, over under 216 and a half. I would pick the under and I would pick the Wizards. My spread, I it's Wizards plus one and a half, Warriors minus one and a half, over under 210 and a half. I would pick the under, trust barely. I have 210 points in my game and I would pick the Wizards. I do think this is pretty much a toss up though with the injuries that, that the Warriors have and also the height that they have compared to the Wizards. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Moving on to fantasy outlook. I have Christoph Sporzingis getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. I have Clay Thompson getting 50 to 55 fantasy points. And I need Clay Thompson to have a good game. I hope the Wizards win. But if Clay Thompson has a good game, then I'll most likely, because he's on my fantasy team, I will most likely move on to my fantasy. Fantasy basketball championships. Round of applause to me. At least making it to the playoffs was pretty decent. But um, yeah, right now I have a lead, and as long as Clay Thompson doesn't doesn't have an awful game and he puts up a, a reasonable amount of points, uh, along with some of my other guys as well, I should be moving on to the finals. So not cheering for you tonight, Clay, for your team. But I hope you have a good game and the Wizards win. That would be ideal. I have, I have Andrew Wiggins getting thirty to thirty-five fantasy points, and I have Daniel Gaffer getting thirty to thirty-five fantasy points because of a mismatch again that I will talk about later. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? I'm going to give this percentage an exclamation point. ESPN, ladies and gentlemen, breaking news. ESPN is telling us false information by giving the Warriors a 63.2% chance of winning because that doesn't even make sense. I don't understand where they're coming from. The Warriors are missing Curry and Wiseman, which opens up extreme opportunities for Washington's guards, guards and big guys. This is a toss-up, a flip of a coin, and giving the Warriors that percentage does not make sense. This percentage gets an exclamation point. Last, but certainly not least, Hoyakat! Kristaps Porzingis will be the best player on the floor tonight. With Wiseman out, Draymond Green, who is six foot six, by the way, will have to guard seven foot three Porzingis. Or it will be Golden State's backup center, Kevon Looney, who has got somewhat good playing time this year, but not much, and still isn't the same high quality player as Wiseman and other big guys. Porzingis has had his had his best game ever as a wizard on Friday, and will have that same success tonight. Porzingis will be the Hoyakat! Player of the game with a stat line that looks like 29 points, 13 rebounds, 2 assists, 1 steal, 3 blocks, and a 60% field goal shooting night. Yes, I think Porzingis will have another career night with the Wizards. And not only will the paint game open up for Porzingis, it will also open up for Daniel Gafford. Uh, and it's not that Draymond Green's a bad defender. I mean, Draymond Green's one of the best defenders in NBA history, in my opinion. But... He is, I mean, when you're seven inches, not even seven, like, yeah, when you're basically, let me do the quick math here, nine inches shorter, nine inches shorter than someone, it's going to be very hard, or seven inches shorter than Gafford around that range. It's going to be very hard to play defense. So I think the Wizards, uh, again, guys like Anthony Gill, Thomas Bryant, Christos Porzingis, and Daniel Gafford, mostly Porzingis and Gafford, and then if they play a third, will honestly take advantage of that 
playing well in the paint and resulting in a Wizards dub, as Bradley Beal would say. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did subscribe, follow, share, and view, um, please check out chasesportsnews.com. We have a lot going on over there. I also wrote an article about Daniel Gafford and how the Wizards probably got the best value of, of, of trade on the 2021 NBA trade deadline. So, yeah, please check out chasesportsnews.com. Hope you guys did enjoy. And, of course, as always, I will see you next time. Peace.